So the last thing that we have been learning about was that if you had to repeat the exercise and add more animals, what do you do with all the animals that were already set aside? So we brought down the Mishnah that the bulls, they all have to be burned, even if it's two or three, they all have to be burned outside the base of Middash. And what do we, and the question then was, what do you do if you say the goats? You spill the, the blood of the goats, you have to repeat the exercise again. And uh, so what do you do if it's the Seir Mishalech? Well, those, it was the, the, the animal that you had to do again was the, the, the Seir Lechata, so you shechted it three times. But what do you do with the, the Seir Mishalech? You toss all three off. And uh, and we said, no, that uh, when it comes to uh, the Seir Lazozo, you only toss off one because the Pazik says, Oisai, in singular form. So you only throw off one. And the question is now, which one? Itma, we learned. Rapapi, Mashmei de Rava. Rapapi said the name of Rava. Rishon Mishalech. It's the first one. Let's say you ended up with three different goats that are suitable to be thrown off because the blood spilled out on, 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 two, more, on two occasions. So you had to do another two sets. So now you have three animals that have to be tossed off. So which one do you throw? Only one. It's the first one. Um, however, Rapsimi Mashmei Rava, Rapsimi is the name of Rava, is Achren Mishalech. It's the last one that he toss up. Says the Gemara, Bishlam Rapsimi Barashi Mashmei Rava. This is what Rapsimi said, name of Rava, the Amar Achren Mishalech. It's the last one, the third lot, the pair that you throw off the cliff. Because somebody holds, Hoyil the Gomar Boy Kapara. That was the final one. That's where we completed the Kapara, and therefore that's the one that's the Zazo. We had the same opinion. When it comes to the, <clears throat> uh, what do you call it? That Rabbi Lazar Shimon said, when it comes to the, the bull, it's only the last one that is um, that makes them tummy because that's the one that completes the kapara. Fine. What possible logic does Rapapi have who says in this name of the same person, Rabbi, that is the first one? Micah, what does he hold? Says the Gemara, Savallah, he follows the view of Rabbi Yaisi. The Amr says that mitzvah berishin, you should always do the first one. That's the candidate for the Azazel, you throw them off the cliff. Now the Gemara is going to want to know which Rabbi Yaisi were you referring to. Hi, Rabbi Yaisi, which Rabbi Yaisi are you referring to? Ilema Rabbi Yaisi, the Kupis. Is it the Rabbi Yaisi that we learned about that had all these different boxes in the base of Megdash where people deposited their money? And when it came to the Machzah Shekel, there were three boxes. People deposit the money. We had three different occasions. You remember the when they filled up these boxes and then they used them to um to, to you know to, to buy all the kabanas that were necessary for the base of Migdash. So if it's the Rabyesi of the boxes, and what did Rabyesi say there? That now we learned Shalosh Kupas, there were three boxes, Shalosh, Shalosh, sorry, each box was large enough to contain the volume of three saw. And people deposited. First, they deposited in one box, and they, when that was completed, they deposited the second. And when that was completed, they deposited the third. When that was full, they went to the third. And there, and that is what they did. They used to take from the, the that chamber where you cost of a lamb, and there, and that's where they take money from. And there, they wrote on each box olive base gimel. Now, why was it important to uh, to put these numbers on them? Aleph one two three. But Tanya Marabiasi Lama Kosovlen Aleph Beis Gimel. Why one two three? Lay that to know. Eizemehen Nitzim Edition to know which is the one that was filled first, and that's the one that we're going to use. Lahavi Heimena Edition to use that box full first. Shemitzah Edition. You should always use the first one. So this Rabiasi who lays down a rule seems to lay down a general rule. You should always use the first one that was designated for a particular mitzvah. 
So the same thing would apply to the se'ir, the goat that's going to be tossed off the cliff. It should be l'sila azazel. It should be the first one, the first pair. Says the Gemara, how can you compare the case of the se'ir l'azazel and the case of the Remember, the first box first filled up, and then they went to the second one. When the first one was full, the second one wasn't available, wasn't there. So therefore, we say, do first number one, and then, you know, over time, people bring more Marcus Shekel, then you go two and three. But in our case over here, when you're ready to throw them off the cliff, they're all suitable. How do we know which one to use? the Pesach. by a carbon Pesach. And what does he say there? That now we learned. What about if somebody set aside a carbon pesach? Learn the price. Somebody set aside a carbon pesach, but avad, lost it. So you went and you bought, you purchased another lamb, and this all happened before erev pesach So he hasn't yet been the time for bringing a carbon. And then they located the original lamb, and now you have over here in front of you two lambs, and they're both now suitable for the carbon pesach. Which one should you use? They're both standing before you. So the first opinion says, They're both suitable. Choose whichever one you want. These are the words of the Chachamim. Rabbi says the mitzvah is with the first one. You take the first, um, the first animal that you set aside for the current Pesach, that's the one you should use. The second one was better, then bring it. Otherwise, use the first one. So Abiyasi generally lays down a rule, even though they're both suitable, use the first one. So the same thing would apply to Seir Azazel. This ends the fifth Pedic, Hadnalach Etzi and now we're ready to commence the sixth Pedic. <clears throat> a very few Mesechtas and Shas, which is so focused that we are actually sticking to the topic. And we, we very, very seldom digress at all from the topic of the Avoid of the, of the Kohen Godel and Yom Kippur, which we're continuing now. With the goats that we just want your face there. Oh, Ari, have a Leah and Harvey Teller. Yeah, no, there's a switch over here. Harvey Teller, Leah. Okay, uh, what should I do with Leah? Well, I'll have to switch it off. Harvey, if you can uh, mute yourself, we'll just wait till it's Schnee. Okay, are you there? Schnee, Seide, Yemakipurim. So now we set aside two goats for Yom Kippur. One of them is going to be used for the chattas, it's called Hashem. And the other one is going to be used to be thrown off the cliff, the Azazel. So Shnei Se'ide Yem Kippurim, you have two goats of Yem Kippur. Mitzvahsam, ideally, and this is a mitzvah from the Torah. Sheyiyu and that both of these animals should be shoven equal. The matter in appearance, the kaima in height, uvedamim and in value. And you should purchase them both on the same day. If you didn't get two animals that are identical, shade is still kosher. And so too, if if you did one today and one tomorrow, also shade is kosher. So this is a mitzvah. Remember, we learned that in Kachim, in order for something to be not only obligatory, but that if it, that it's, I guess, it, it, um, if you don't, fulfill, comply with this. You have a full mitzvah only if the Torah repeats something twice. If it says only once, it doesn't matter. The Rishonim ask over here, how is it possible to have two animals that are identical? Because we have, we'll have an Igmar Sanhedrin regarding the Ben Sayur and Meira. It says that the Ben Sayur and Meira, the parents, have to have the same voice, look the same height, 
and to look the same. And, and it says over there, it never happened, it never happened because it's impossible to find people that are exactly the same. So how do you find two animals that are identical, exactly the same? That's the question that the Tracy showing me. Everybody asks the same question. And, and the, the general answer is that when it doesn't mean exactly the same, it means more or less the same. That's one answer. Other, the Shagazari actually answers, over there, there were three requirements. Not only they should be the same height and the same appearance, but it also says over there that they should have the same voice. And three requirements is too difficult. Animals don't have that issue of the voice. But Rashi, to avoid all that, it seems Rashi says, when it says it should look the same, it doesn't mean they should actually look the same. It actually doesn't mean you have the same color. They should be either white, black, or gray, or um, Bach says red. He learns that Rashi's red. They should be the same color. In other words, Rashi probably is bothered by this very same question. How can you have two things identical? It doesn't mean identical. It means in the same, I guess, species, or they look very similar. Okay. So the four things that we say that there's a mitzvah, but if you didn't do it, fine. Mes echad mehem. If one of them died, okay, what happens? You have a pair. You have a, one animal is going to go to Chattas, one is going to be a Zazel. But remember, that happens when you make the girdle. And that girdle is made right before you, you spray the blood of the, you shech the bull, and then you make the, the girdle, and then you do the, the ketitis, and then you do um, the blood. So what happens if before you made the girdle, um, one of them died? <clears throat> so what do you do? Not a problem. Just get another animal and you still have your set. And that's a bit problematic. In fact, the, the Achreinim have a problem there. You just said in the Mishnah that it's a mitzvah and the Torah that they should both be they should both be purchased at the same time. And then you tell me if one of them died, get another one, which means it's not the same time. Why shouldn't you buy another pair? If it's a mitzvah that you should have them both, both at the same time, why are we not buying another pair? And the, the first animal is going to go wander about till he gets a moon, contracts a moon, and like you do all other occasions. So the Shagas Ayi wants to say that it's as if Bezin, it's, it's not the moment you buy it, it's the moment when you're ready to designate it to be a carbon. So it's as if the be, you make it tonight, as if you had in mind that if, if it's not possible, the other animal, one of the animals die, then I don't want the Kedusha to uh, coincide with this animal to fall on this animal until the other animal is available. So it's as if likichasan ke'echad. It's the girl that makes it like likichasan ke'echad in a sense. Motu, yeah. if these two seirim are potential carbon, don't you always have to have a reserve? For every carbon you have to have a reserve? That was a carbon tummy. They always had four I'm animals. carbon tummy that a reserve? Yeah. Yeah. Says the Gemara. Um, but even that reserve, they had to bring it out and start again. After they made the lottery, so they already know which animal is going to be La Hashem and which animal is going to be Azazo. And we also learned before that ideally you should actually put the, 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 the girdle on top of each animal. After they made the girdle, then suddenly mace, one of the animals died. In this case already, Yobi uh, you have to bring another pair, the Yagril Aleim Bitchil. You got to bring a whole new set. And now you may, and repeat the exercise of the girdle. You can't just bring another animal to a shoe because it has to be by girdle. And the girdle has to be both at the same time. One's a chattas and one is a zazo. So you have to do the exercise again, bring two new animals. What's going to happen is you have one leftover animal that's good, one that's dead. You bring two new animals and you make a girdle like you made in the beginning. And this is what you say. 
Now, you know exactly which one died, because you know on the right side, we had the whole argument there, you know, right side, the left side, you know which is the chati, you know which animal died. But you say the following words, im shel, now these are not the words you actually say, im shel shemes, if the animal that died with the chatis, you don't say that, because you know which one it is. This is what you say. If the one that died is the one that's a chatis, you don't say that. Then Yizkayim Tachta, but you do say is, this animal should become the chatis. And then, no, you say that whichever one it is that died, you say this one is going to take the place of that one. <clears throat> okay, um, what do you call um, And the Hasheni, and what do you do with the other animal? Now we're not sure which animal it is for Hasheni. Is this the leftover from the first set? Because one animal died and there's now a left a residual animal. Is that the one when you say Hasheni, you let it wander about? In other words, you're going to use the entire new set, one for Achatos and one for the Azazel? Or the other way around. The original Azazel is still good, let's say. And it's the Sheni, the second set that uh, you don't need the one for Azazel. That's the one. I think we'll talk about it in the next few days. Hasheni, Yida, let it wander about. Achi is until it contracts a moon. The Yemach and you sell it. What do you do with the money? You buy animals to uh, birds to keep on filling them as bears to keep it occupied all the time. The mission is explained now. And what is the reason why, um, why the question is, what happens if, let's say, if, um, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the remaining and the first lot, the, the, the Azazel died and the Chattas is the remaining Chattas. Right, is the remaining animal. So we bring another pair, we do a zazel. Now you have two animals for a chatas, right? First leftover from the first set, and now you have from the second set. One of those is going to go up to be the karma chatas. The other one, we're going to let it wander about, contract the moon. Why we, we have a general rule that a carbon chatas, there are five different kinds of karma chatas, but if something happens to them, what we do is we don't just let them wander about to contract the moon. We put it inside a pen and we close the door and let it just stop. No, it is called chatas hameses. So why in this case over here do we say let a wander about and contract a movement, sell it with the money, buy things? So he explains, Tanakam explains, because that's an ordinary private individual carbon. But when it comes to a communal carbon, ain't chatas tibemesa. Communal carbon, it does not die, and therefore it's still a valid carbon. Um, it's still, uh, we do not follow this rule that these are the chatas hameses that have to die. Does not die. Okay. <clears throat> can I just ask? Can I just? I'm not clear what actually happened here. So you had two. I had a pair to start with. One dies, and you get another mm. pair after the girl. You, uh, you make the girl. So it dies after the girl. You get another pair, and then you make this statement over both of them. No, or, no. Which one? Which one, one are you making? Over the one that, not one second. You make a statement over the one that died. So whichever one died, if the chatas died, then when you make the second girl, you'll say the chatas here that, that came out of the chatas, you are taking the place of the first set. If it was the Azazel that died, we say to the second one, this is the Azazel, you're taking the place of the Azazel, the first one. The remaining one now is a question, which one are we using for the remaining one? Are we Because now you have two. And that is something tomorrow we'll discuss later. The Mishnah music calls it Shaney. Now, Shani can generally would mean the second one, you know, from the new lot. But Shani can also mean, we'll see later, maybe means the one that's left over from the first lot. But now you have a perfect pair. Maybe you should use the entire pair. Yeah, now you, now you've made a complete new Goral again on the next new two. That's right. Yeah, for sure. You need a pair, a set of two.
But you got you got two two remaining ones now. One of them is going to be used, and one of them is left over. Right? Remember, the fourth one is dead. Right. So you have a total now of three live ones. One will be used for azazel. One will use a chatas, and there's one left over one, whichever one it is, either the chatas or the azazel. And we let it wander about until it gets a moon, because since it's a chatas tzibur, it's not a private chatas, it doesn't be, it doesn't get, it doesn't die. However, Rabbi Yudas agrees. He holds Thomas. I hold that a chatas tzibur does die. So if it's a chatas that's remaining, you do the normal procedure by a chatas, which is you let it die. You close the door and let it starve. Then Rabbi Yudas says something else, which you will discuss later. What's Rabbi Yudas trying to say? But basically, he says here is nishpechadam. If the blood, let's say, for example, of the chatas spilled out before you had a chance to spray the blood, is yomus hamishtalech, then the 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 the, the seila zozel should be allowed to die. And meis hamishtalech, and if the the seila zozel one goes off the cliff dies, then yishafech adam then the blood from the chatos that you're going to use, pour it out. What exactly is he saying? Who's he arguing with and all that? We will see in the Gemara later. Okay. How do we, how do we reconcile, reconcile Tsar Balachayim with leaving an animal to starve to death? Tsar Balachayim is a mitzvah in the Torah, right? In fact, there's no one that's more machman when it comes to Tsar Balachayim. In fact, we'll learn about Metziah in the end of the second period, whether it's Mahatoro, whether it's Madrabon. But there's no one more machman, even... even um, Peter and all these other organizations are so worried about animal rights, never thought of what the Torah says, or we learn out, that if you're sitting down to eat a meal, you're not allowed to eat before your animal eats. First, your animal has to eat. So there's no, no, nobody's more humane than the Torah. And the same Torah says, this is what you have to do. So there's not a question of Tzabal Chaim. The Torah says, this is what you do. It's a mitzvah. Remember, Tzabal Chaim is not because, we, because we we're compassionate. We do it because the Abisha said so. Right, we had in Borough Brachas. You're not allowed to say the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm compassionate. You're doing it because it's a mitzvah, like Shalucha Kain and all that. Anyway, Gemara. This is what we're told to do here. Taraban, we learned. Okay, so there are a number of sukim regarding. Now we're going to look, understand where do you know that this, um, this mitzvah that we said that has to be equal? How do you know? And equal in three things, he said in, in, in appearance, in height, and in value. How do you know that? Says the Gemara. Tell what we learned. It says in the pasuk, "Yikach and Yom Kippur, Yikach Shnei Seirayizim." You should take two goats. Now, Seirayizim is in plural, so everyone knows that the minimum of plural is two. Why does it say Shnei? Miut Seirayizim. We already know that if the if the pasuk would have omitted the word Shnei, just say take Seirayizim, we would rather know it means two goats. Why does it say to say two? Ma Tamad Loi Mishnei. Why does it say two? She is Shneiim Shavim. We want the two to be identical. Now, okay, so how do you know the Tatus insists on Shnei that they should be equal? You're telling me in the Mishnah it's only Lamitza. But if you couldn't find the two that are equal, it's all right. How do you know that? Maybe Taket's not all right. Tamalaymer, it says, Seir, Seir. It says in a few psukim, Seir in singular, in the next few psukim there in the Tatus. So because it says, it says twice, two times, Seir in, in singular form. To tell you that even each one is an individual, it's also right. Riba. Where is so it now, please? Where, where, are, where are you now, please? I am now four lines on the top of the page. Which page? Oh, Samar Bez on the Bez. If somebody has an art scroll there, what? Uh, what 62B1. Which? 50? 62B2. 62B1 on the top. Okay. 
Tamaleme come to tell you seir seir riba because it says twice the word soyer soyer in singular form to tell you that even if it's on its own they don't resemble each other it's good enough. Now they're going to ask the other way around. You know they're going to ask the other way around. So it seems like time of the Rabbi Rachmanim. The only reason is because the Torah included it. Hello, Rabbi Rachman. If you wouldn't have these words soyer soyer written in singular form. Hava min absolun. I would have thought that they are actually possible. Uh, we have a general rule when it comes to kachim, it has to repeat it twice before we say that it's ma'akiv, that it's pivotal. Otherwise, if it says only once, it means lemitzah. It means it's ideally a good idea. So why do we need the Torah to tell you soyer soyer to tell um, to inform us? It doesn't really matter if they're not equal. Even the Torah wouldn't have said soyer soyer. We would say, okay, it's a mitzvah to have two identical animals. But if you don't, you don't. So Gemara says, I would have thought, because it says three times the word shnei, 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 because it says three times the word shnei, in the, in the psukim immediately afterwards, it says three times the word shnei, I would have thought that, why does it say it repeats it three times? To tell you it must be identical. Now that we talk and know, it doesn't matter. You can have them even they're not identical. So shnei, 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 lomba. why does it say three times? That you should be two, which each time it says seidim, we know already means seidim shnei is extra. Three times the trader has an extra word shnei to tell you that we want you to look the same. If it doesn't really matter, so why say three times? So I'll tell you why. Chad one for appearance. Chad one for height. And the chad should be of equal value. So the Mephoshim already asked, but we have no basis that they have to both be bought on the same day. The doesn't bring any mocker for it whatsoever that has to be done on the same day. And they remember the question mark. <clears throat> but interesting, the style of the Gemara here was a bit difficult. The Gemara starts off saying and um, that you should have two animals that are the same. Very good. Then the Gemara says, so how do you know that the evidence is kosher? So the Gemara is a possible. The Gemara says, why do you need a possible? Of course, the evidence is kosher. So let's go back a step. So why do you ask me in the first place? How do you know that the evidence is kosher? If automatically we say by kachim, everything is only a mitzvah. And otherwise, if you didn't do it, it's still all right. Then what's the word asking? And how do you know that it's, uh, that it's still kosher? What was the question in the first place? Unless it's more like a rhetorical question, the Tana is really, you know, it's trying to lead up to the point that it says shnei, 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 and tell you, tell you how we learned that out. Not really asking a question. Where's the place, please? In, in the... 62B1, left-hand column, the second last, par the last paragraph. Tanya Namahochi. Starts with a, starts with a, a new thing. Tanya Namahochi, the same kind of limud, the same way we're learning here when it comes to, to um, pay, uh, Yom Kippur with the goats, we have something very similar when it comes to Mitzayra, and the Mitzayra has to bring um, in the kabonis of Mitzayra. Tanya Namahochi, we learned similarly, when it comes to the sheep of Mitzayra, it says that Mitzayra is Mitzayra for seven days, and then... So the first time around, he brings those birds, the pigeons, right? One he shechts and one they send away. And then afterwards, he, he stays another seven days in quarantine. He comes back to the machin and stays another seven days. And then on the eighth day, he brings a series of kabanas. So he brings two sheep that are that are whole. And then he brings one sheep that's a year old and so on. So it says there, again, it says shnei kvasim. Could have just said kvasim, which is two sheep. Why emphasize two? The minimum of two is two. Why say two? We wanted two to be identical. 
Umenayin, how do you know So how do you know they're not identical by Mitzrayim? They're still kosher. Tamalaymer. It says a pasuk keves keves. It says again. We find the pasuk. It tells you took him right afterwards. It says the word keves, which is in singular form. And to tell you that even one is good enough. Says the Gemara Sariba comes to add that even if he did it one on his own, it says like So it says keves singular. It means even even they're not the same. They're not identical. It's good enough. We have two such pasukim. Says the Gemara. So the same same style as before. Same form. Time the Rabbi Rachman. Okay, we have an additional pasuk that tells you that even if they're individuals and not they're not the same, they're good enough. Halloy Rabbi Rachman. If we wouldn't have these extra two psukim that says keves a single form. How many I want to throw Why would you think the puzzle? Where do we, where's the title repeated to make it puzzle? Because remember by Kotchim, it has to be repeated at least twice and emphasized twice before we say, if you don't follow it, it's puzzle. So I would have thought, I would have thought because by Matsura it says, Zois by saying tia, it should be sound like by Yom Kippur says chuk. It sounds like you have to follow this exactly, precisely and not deviate. So that's why I have to come tell you that even though I told you you should have Shnei, that it should be identical, but if you don't, you don't. Now that the trader says it doesn't really matter if it's identical or not, it could be different individual. Is T anomaly? Then why do you need positive that they should be the same? In what way should it be the same? Says the Gemara, they should be the same. Regarding other dinim of Mitzayda. And those dinim have to be followed strictly. And if you don't, if you deviate at all, you're not Yitzhak. But not when it comes to the animals themselves, whether they're similar or not similar, that doesn't matter. Says the Gemara, if we also learn we look at okay, I got a similar thing. Remember the first, the first week, the Mitzayda then has those pigeons. So we find very similarly a similar thing regarding the pigeons. It says in the Pasik that you should uh, bring the pigeons. It says, Shtei Tziparim, should be two pigeons. Again, same question. Why say the word Shtei when it says Tziparim? Tziparim, Tziparim, Shnai. We know that two Tziparim, two pigeons are two. Ma Tam So why does the trader have to emphasize two? They should all be similar. How do you know? Even if they're not the same, it's kosher. Because we have two psukhi where it says, tzipar, tzipar. the trailer tells you what to do with it. One sipper you shecht, one sipper you send away. And because it says twice the word tzipar in a singular form, we know that they don't have to be identical. Riba, the trailer comes to add, even if they're not the same. Says the Gemara again, time, uh, only because we have this extra posse that tell you that doesn't have to be the same. Tell me, why would you think it's possible? Where does the title repeat it twice? Says the Gemara, I would have thought, I would have thought, it says, um, and again, because it says, which we said that in every other respect it has to be the same they have to follow the rules strictly so maybe by tziparim as well as they have to be the same maybe that's li'ikuba so therefore we need that extra limit of tzipar tzipar tell you doesn't so what did tia come tell you all the other things that make the mitzayda pure again everything else you have to follow the strict protocol exactly what it says in the title if this is how you're going to learn that every time the Torah says two sheep or two um, birds, the word two is extra, they have to be the same. So let me ask you a question. We find the same word two elsewhere. 
The carbon tummy that they bring every day, the tummy in the morning and the tummy in the afternoon. Nami Nema, why don't we say the same thing? It says in the Pasik, it says in the Pasik that you should bring kavosim, which we know kavosim plural means two sheep. And then it says, Shnaim Layem Tami, two. Why does the Tata have to say two when we know kavosim already means two? So according to your way of learning, it means that the two sheep have to be identical. How come the Gemara asks? We don't find anywhere such a halacha that by the carbon tummy the two animals have to be identical. No such halacha. Why does the Tzedek say shnayim leyoyim two for the day? She shnayim shavim. Have to be the same. Umenayim. How do you know? Afa pishen shnayim shavim shen kliyim. Tamalayim kevas kevas ribos. Says him. What are you talking about? Oh, because it says in the post, it's a keves echetasa baboikev, it's a keves echetasa babayim, so it's a singular form. So that's how you know that even though they're not the same, it's good enough. Says the Gemara, so what are you telling me? That l'chatchila should be the same. Well, the mitzvah hachinam adabinam is such a din that by a, by a carbon tummy they have to get two sheep that are identical. There's no such din. Never heard of it before. Says the Gemara, <clears throat> you're right. And the posseh shnayim layim tummy is coming to teach you something totally different. And the emphasis here is shnayim layen. The two have to be opposite the day, the brightness of the day, the sunlight. What do you mean? For the following did shnayim layen keneged layen that with yeshechta the animal opposite where the sun is. Ato emik keneged layen. We'll see the meaning that is. You say opposite where the, the sun is. Maybe the Torah trying to tell you that you should do it twice. You have to bring two kabbalas, one in the morning, one simple. Just read the way it says shnayim layen. You got to bring two animals in the day. So you want to, it, then it will be superfluous. Because it says right afterwards, one sheep you should do in the morning. One should do in the afternoon. We already know that you have to do every day too. So what in the world do I do? What I do with the word? So he says here, it means that what? It should be opposite the, the day, opposite where the sun comes up. Kate said, what do you mean? What are you supposed to do? The carbon tummy, remember, we always shechted on the north side, which if you're standing by the Mizbech, it's on the right side. And there were 24 rings there because every single family of Koenim had their own ring. And what would happen is there were uh, six rows of four. And what would happen is, or four rows of six, and what would happen is that they would take the animal, they would lift the ring from the ground, put it around the neck of the animal, and, uh, and that's how they were shecht. That's how they shechted the animals. And so this is all on the right side of the Mizbech. The walls around the base of Middle were pretty high. So when the sun started to rise, uh, rise on the east and sets on the west. When the sun started to rise on the east, you couldn't see it straight away. At least you couldn't see the shadows and else because the, the, the walls were high and the sun was still very low on the horizon. But where this, when the sun you know, was started to rise in the sky, you, where you saw the sun was on the west, on the west side. That was not on the east side, you would see it on the opposite side, because it was further away and the wall there wasn't blocking. So what they did with the animal was as follows. So in the morning, remember you had to do it facing the sun and seeing the sun. They would shecht it on the side of Tzfoinis, north, as we just said, but Maravis, right next to the base Hamigdash. And therefore there they saw the sun earlier than on the eastern side, which was protected by the wall. And Al-Tabash near and they would use the second ring. Rashi says he's not exactly sure why the second ring, but they use the second ring. And the afternoon one, when the sun now sets in the west, you had the same problem. So where would you see the sun later, that the sun wasn't hidden yet, was further out to the east. 
Again, the north side, the right side is bad, but on the east side, away from the base, you should be able to see it. Al Tabashni again on the second ring. Tosfos says there's a short Tosfos about Tabashniya, Tabashniya, the second Tosfos. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying what Rashi said. So they some say that they used to put the legs inside there, the rest of the animal put inside there, um, or they didn't want to bring it as close as possible to Mizbech, so they wanted to move, uh, you know, a little bit further. And the reason for that is, in case the animal is all nervous and everything else, starts excreting, so they didn't want to uh, sully that area which is so close to the Mizbech. Okay. Says the Gemara, Musaf and Shal Shabbos, when it comes to the Musaf of Shabbos, Vadait Sikhin, Shiyir, Shnei, and Shabbin. When it comes to the Musaf of Shabbos, it says they also Shnei Kwasim. And there definitely, since there's no Pasik that says it in individual form, this is the only place that the carbon Musaf of Shabbos, the two sheep have to be identical. And if it isn't, it's actually Ma'akiv. Um, Rashi doesn't like the Pshad at all. He says, nowhere does the Gemara ever talk about that it's Ma'akid. The Gemara always talks about it's a mitzvah. And he, therefore, he learns Pshad that Shnai, the Gemara means here that by Karmusah, definitely it's a mitzvah to have both to be exactly the same. It's interesting <clears throat> It's interesting that the source for these Abrais is not Mishnayas for this requirement. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Tarabon, we learned. Shnei, okay, we have a concept called shchuti chutz. Shchuti chutz means that any animal which is suitable to Pesach any animal which you should have brought inside the base of Migdash, but you didn't bring it inside the base of Migdash, so we learned that if you shecht it, if you sprinkle the blood, hamala, and you put it on the, if you roast it, you're chayiv chorus. So, but if the animal is not suitable to be brought as a carbon, then you're not liable. This is what the Gemara today and tomorrow is going to be about. Tarabonon, we learned the two goats of Yom Kippur. Now, when it comes to the one that's going to Azazel, that animal is not suitable to be brought in the base of Midrash. You don't bring it up as a carbon, you just throw it off the cliff. So if you did the one from Azazel outside the base of Midrash, you didn't do an Avera, because it's not El Pesach El because it never belonged to Pesach El But if you took the other animal, which is designated to be La Hashem, Achatas, which should have been done in the base of Migdash, and you shechted it outside, you're liable for shchuti chutz. So it says the Gemara, Torabonon, we learned, shnei si'idei yem hakipurim, sheshachten b'chutz, he shechted outside. So it depends. Ad shaloi higril, aleyen, if you didn't make a girdle yet, each of these two animals could have been the karmachatas, then chayiv al shneim, yechayiv on both of them, if you shech them outside, yechayiv because of shchuti chutz even though you didn't make a girdle yet. So if you didn't make a girdle yet, it had nothing to do with the base Amigdash. So why in the world are you chayiv? And uh, because the requirement is that this animal will belong to the base Amigdash, in other words, it's already consecrated as a carbon, and you're not, but this was before the girdle. So why in the world would you be chayiv at all? We'll see in a minute. Can you and, be expecting both of them? That doesn't make any sense because you've got to throw one alive off the cliff. Yeah, but since we don't know which one, and you're talking about you did both. So we don't know each one could be. Remember, each one now is potential to be the karmachatas, and that's enough to render you. But then you uh, can't do the you can't do lazazel because they're both dead. Yeah, but this is before the girdle. You just get another pair. We get another one. If one died, remember we lived before. Before the girdle, you just get another one. Nothing happened how, yet. How could you possibly get into that situation? What do you mean? These guys took the animals, and he ran out of the base of Migdush, and he decided he's going to bring it outside for whatever reason. Or this is just theoretical. <clears throat> Either one.
But Mishahegrel, once, once they made a garden, so we know that one animal definitely is a chatas, belongs in the base of Megdish, but other animals definitely are zazel, does not belong in the base of Megdish. Then, chayiv ashel shem, if you shechted the one that belongs in the base of Megdish, then you're liable. But a pater ashel azazel, but you're, you're exempt if you did the one from azazel, because that doesn't belong in the base of Megdish. Now, the one has a question. I don't understand. If you didn't make a girdle, which means it has nothing, there's no yet connection to the base of Megdish. What could you do with it? It has nothing to do with the base of English yet. So why would you be liable for Shkut Chutz? Amr of says, Because this animal could have been, okay, before you made the goyrol, even though it's not suitable yet uh, for the chatas of the seir inside, because you need to make a goyrol, but what it is suitable is, you already set it up, you set it up for your kippah. It's suitable, there's another occasion, Anyam Kippur, where they use a goat, and that's a carbon musaf. So this animal already has a connection to the base of Megdash, right? You set it aside. True, you didn't make a goyrol, so it's not suitable yet for the chatas of La Hashem, but it's definitely suitable for the seir that goes the carbon musaf. Hence, it's shchut echutz. Says the Gemara, so I don't understand. You're telling me that, um, uh, what do you call it? You're telling me that it's not suitable for the karmachatas. That's why you're not, the reason why it's kasechut is not because of the chatas of the goyl, but rather because of the seir of the musaf. But neither is it suitable for the seir of the musaf, because the seir of musaf, you need a whole range of activities that need to take place beforehand. The kain godl has to bring in the titus into the base of mikdush, has to sprinkle the blood of the bull and the goat in the three different places. So therefore, just like it's not, you're telling me it's not really shchuti chutz as far as the karmel chatat lashem is concerned, because you haven't made the goyl. So neither, by the same token, neither is it suitable to be used as a seir for the karmel musaf, because you're not ready for that yet. Says the Gemara, um, there's a difference between saying not ready for the card Musaf or saying it's not ready because of the As far as the Musaf is concerned, the problem is not the animal itself. There's a number of extraneous activities that have to take place, which will take place, and then the Musaf is ready. So, as far as the Musaf is concerned, it's just a question of time. And a mechusas man is not considered uh, anything missing, and therefore it's suitable for the musaf. And if you do it outside, you chayav curse. When it comes to the goyrol, the goyrol is in a, even though it's outside of the goat, outside of the of the of the seer of the goats, but it directly relates to the goats. In order for these goats to be brought up, you need to make the goyrol on these animals. So it's considered that it's, it's an inherent part of the animals, and because it's an inherent part of the animals, calls man, you didn't make the goyrol. Nothing happened yet. So as far as the Karmel Chatzel Hashem, if you did, if you went ahead and you did it outside, as far as Chatzel Hashem, you would not be liable for Shchut Echutz. It's because of the Musaf, which even though in time-wise it's not ready yet, it's just a matter of time. There's nothing to be done with the Musaf itself. There's an activity that, that directly pertains to something else. Is considered part of that something else, and as long as it didn't do that, it's, it's lacking, and therefore there wouldn't be another shkutichutz. For example, the goyro. So then I can also add another law. Remember, we learned that the first um, carbon you bring is a carbon tamid, and you have to first open the doors, the gates of the base of Migdash. So Shmuel said, Shlomim If you took a shlomim. And you shechted before you open the gates of the base of Megdish. Soon as possible. Why? Shenemrit says, it says, 
Bizman shehu pasuach, v'loi bizman shehu no. You have to shech animals only while the door is open, the gates are open, but not uh, while the gates are closed. So what happens if shocht on the chutz? What happens if you shechted, um, let's say, early morning before the gates open, but you shechted outside the base of English? Would you be liable or not? So without Rav Chizda, I would say, yeah, because this animal in a couple of hours would be suitable to be a carbon, so therefore it's shchuti chutz. But now that Rav Chizda says, if there's an activity that directly relates to this, it's as if the animal itself was lacking. So I would say Potter, my time of why? Because if it's lacking opening the, the, the door, it's as if it's lacking something in the animal itself. And therefore this animal is not suitable to be brought in the base of English. And there's no din of shchuti chutz in that case. That's based on Rab Chizda's chiddush uh, that we say this concept over here. And we'll talk about more um, tomorrow in tomorrow's Gemara.